This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Housing for the Aged Action Group, Hague for short, a housing group for older people run by older people. Present Raise the Roof! We advocate for secure, affordable and appropriate housing. So listen up on the second and fourth Wednesday of the month at 5.30pm on 3CR 855 on your AM dial. That's right, you're listening to Raise the Roof, the Housing for the Age Action Group show here on 3CR, 8.55am. My name's Shane, uh, I'm alone in the studio today, it's just me today, I'm sorry if you're here for the patented uh, back and forth rapid fire dialogue that you get between me and Fiona in an average show, uh, tune in next time. But don't, don't stop listening now because we have a really great show for you uh, this week. I'm excited about this week's guest because one thing that we see at HAG or one thing that I personally see in my work at HAG is that you might think that people who provide housing to older people would be, you know, sensitive to slash aware of slash minimally willing to tolerate the physical needs that older people have as they age. Um, And Again and again, we see that that's not the case. Uh, They cavalierly ignore the needs that older people uh, have in terms of access. Um, They make policies that obviously discriminate against people with particular uh, disabilities, particular sorts of needs, medical conditions, things like that. Um, Recently, we saw a, a housing provider for older people who banned mobility aids from their common areas. So people paying rent to be able to use things like, you know, the common room, being told that they can't bring in their mobility scooters or walkers, um, just absolutely unhinged level of indifference to the, the needs and rights that people have. And I guess that's the key point, because I said before, you would think that housing providers would be sensitive to the needs of older people. Obviously, if there's one thing that working at HAG has disabused me of, it's the idea that they might be sensitive to those things. Um, But you think they might be aware of their legal obligations and scared of legal consequences. So that's why I invited Kerry on the show today. Uh, Kerry is a solicitor and community legal education coordinator at the Disability Discrimination Legal Service. And she's going to, she came in to talk to us about Uh, What is disability discrimination? How does that affect people's housing? How does it affect older people? And how can people who are affected by disability discrimination uh, get some help if they need it? So I'm going to go to that interview now. Uh, Thanks for joining us today, Kerry. Uh, To start with, could you tell us a bit about what uh, the Disability Discrimination Legal Service is and what it does for people? Thanks, Shane. Um, we're a community legal service, um, so we operate um, independently um, of the government and our mission is to um, eradicate discrimination against people with disabilities um, and promote equality and justice for people with disabilities. Um, but we, we specialise in disability discrimination law So really we work with the Equal Opportunity Act and the Disability Discrimination Act. Um, So on a day-to-day basis, we offer 
free legal advice appointments. That's our primary service. They're 45-minute phone appointments. Um, if someone needs a face-to-face -face appointment or a Zoom appointment uh, for any reason, um, that can be accommodated also. Um, and, yeah, in those appointments we offer legal advice about whether or not someone might have a disability discrimination complaint um, and if they do have the basis for a complaint, um, how they might go about um, lodging that complaint, um, what the avenues are um, and, and what they can expect as an outcome. Um, we also do uh, assist on an ongoing basis with some matters. Uh, we're not a, a large legal service, so we can't do that uh, for everybody, but in some cases we might help people to, to draft their complaint um, and we might assist them if, a, if it gets to the stage of a conciliation where they meet with the other party. Um, we, we may also help with um, tribunal uh, matters and court matters um, as well in some cases. We also do uh, law reform projects um, and, and community legal education as well. So, so that's what we do. Oh, that's great. So I, I want to ask you to uh, unpack a little bit some of the, the terms that you've used, even though they, they yeah, might seem obvious. Sure. What does disability mean in this context? Okay, so under, because we work with the Equal Opportunity Act and the Disability Discrimination Act, that's where we take our definitions from. And it's actually really, really broad. So um, it's different to what you might need to um, meet under, say, rules around funding for something like NDIS, for example. Mm -hmm. um, so there's no, uh, there's no rules around permanency or severity. Um, so it, it could be um, something temporary, such as an injury. Um, it could be temporary, like a, like a virus, for example. Um, and it needn't be severe, it could be something really, really mild, um, but it affects your, you know, usual functioning in some way. So if it's something that you can visit a doctor about and a, and a doctor would recognise it um, as, a, as a medical condition or, or injury um, or a limitation on your, on your normal functioning, um, then it's likely to qualify as a disability and, and have protection under the Act. Um, so it could be morning sickness from pregnancy. Um, yeah, so, so basically um, it's a very broad definition. Um, it even covers uh, things like past disability as well. So if someone's had uh, an episode of um, mental illness um, and they've needed treatment for that, if that affects them in their employment prospects one day, that's something that could be protected um, under the law as well because it also protects past disability um, and, and, and even things like in, it, it covers imputed disability. So if someone assumes that you have a disability even if you don't have that disability, for example, if, if you have a speech impairment and someone makes assumptions um, about you perhaps having an intellectual disability because um, 
they assume that from, from your speech impairment, that's also covered as well. That's so very it's very, very broad. Yeah. Because HAG, I mean, HAG works with older people specifically, and I think we do see sometimes yep. that, that housing providers uh, do make assumptions about the capacity of some of the older people that are, are not justified and basically are uh, imputing disabilities to them that, that may not really be there. So that's really interesting to think about. Um, but it also sounds like, you know, generally age-related conditions could be, could be something that falls under, under the, the Act or the Acts. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. So... Follow-up question, what does discrimination mean? Discrimination. Okay, so um, everyone's got, I think, a basic understanding of it as kind of unfair treatment because of a disability. Um, but under the Equal Opportunity Act and the Disability Discrimination Act, it's, it's a bit more technical. And so not everything that you um, think of as unfair in the community um, will be covered, unfortunately. Um, and also, discrimination doesn't apply to all areas of life. So, for example, um, we sometimes get inquiries from people about uh, circumstances they're having within their family um, and disputes within a family aren't going to be covered. Um, another common example would be disputes with neighbours. Um, they're not covered either. Um, but in other areas, such as... Um, accommodation, um, service provision, employment and education, and, and there are others, um, discrimination um, is covered. And, and the behaviour that amounts to discrimination um, is firstly, the most obvious one is uh, direct discrimination. And that's when someone is treated unfairly because of a disability. Um, and the word because is the key here. Um, so there has to be a really strong link between their disability and how they were treated. Um, it's, it's not always obvious that that, that link exists, but if things, if things don't add up, um, even if the other party is dishonest and says it had nothing to do with the disability, um, courts and tribunals will look behind the stated reasons and, and look for the real reasons. Um, so sometimes we can help people in situations even when the other party denies that the disability had anything to do with what happened. Um, the other kind of discrimination uh, that's a little less obvious is um, indirect discrimination. And that's when um, uh, there's, a, there's a barrier in place or some kind of requirement or condition that's unreasonable um, that applies to everyone, but disadvantages some people because of their disability. So um, a, a, a common example we use is um, a set of stairs can be something that indirectly discriminates against someone who has mobility issues. The stairs apply to everyone, but they disadvantage someone who uses a wheelchair, for example. Um, but it doesn't just have to be physical barriers, it could be policies or requirements as well that are imposed on someone and they're discriminatory if they're unreasonable so that's always the big issue is whether or not something is reasonable so i'm interested in what you just said um, like giving the example oh, sorry i didn't mean to interrupt um no that's okay giving the example of stairs in particular because something that comes up for our clients sometimes is that they've moved into an upstairs apartment uh you know when they had good mobility and can no longer walk up and down the stairs so yeah. 
is, you know, it's hard to see what the, the practical remedy for that is for people except to move somewhere else. Are there remedies that could be available to someone in those circumstances? There can be. We've, we've helped um, someone in the past uh, who had exactly that situation. Um, she moved into a unit and then uh, developed an illness and, and could no longer um, open the doors of the, the entrance doors to the building. So, so um, I think there were several doors to common areas, including the main entrance, and then there were doors to a, a kind of a barbecue area and then doors to the basement where the, the garbage facilities were. Um, all became too heavy for her, mm-hmm. um, but they were fine when she moved in. And um, this case actually went to court and uh, the court said that the owners' corporation um, needed to provide reasonable adjustments. Mm. So um, that was considered to be um, indirect discrimination against um, her or a failure to provide reasonable adjustments, and the owners' corporation were required to pay for alterations to the doors um, so that they, they automatically opened. Mm. Um, so, yeah, sometimes you can ask for, because um, that was the third type of, um, as well as indirect discrimination, there can also be um, discrimination where you don't provide reasonable adjustments. Um, and that's a duty that's owed in the, in the areas of education, employment and provision of services. So, um, so yeah, sometimes you can, uh, there, there are other alternatives to uh, leaving the property, moving somewhere else, but it, it comes down to whether or not uh, what you require to be done to the building or to the common areas is, is reasonable. Mm. Um, so if it's um, you know going to cost hundreds of thousands of dollars because you need to have a, a lift in you know a, a lift installed, that may not be reasonable uh, for a very small. Um, block of apartments where there's only a few unit holders um, but if it's smaller alterations like a, a ramp that kind of thing if it's about installing you know rails above stairs handrails that kind of thing um, they're far more likely to be reasonable mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. So you've already done this yeah. a little bit, but could you give us some some other examples of the ways that disability discrimination can affect someone's housing, especially older people? Yeah. So um, we've we've had. I was trying to think about the kinds of inquiries that we've had in the last um, twelve months. Um, we've had a few. So um, similar to the ones, the one that I was talking about, where. Um, there was someone who needed alterations to the entrance doors um, and to other doors to common property. Um, we've had uh, an inquiry this year about someone who um, had no access, uh, no pedestrian access to her unit. So um, the unit was designed around a car park and um, the original pedestrian access had been converted into a garden area. So there was uh, nowhere for her to um, enter her unit um, without um, going through the car park area and she'd, 
she'd developed disability and needed a mobility aid and so it was it was very difficult, almost impossible to get between cars. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that was um, a situation um, where we assisted by writing a letter to the owner's corporation. Um, another example um, would be, uh, apart from asking for alterations to common property, there's also rules in the Equal Opportunity Act around um, uh, uh, occupiers being able to request alterations uh, within their property themselves. Um, and, and so sometimes um, a landlord may not um, agree to an alteration, but there is a specific rule about the circumstances where it's unlawful not to agree to an alteration. Um, and so we've had inquiries about that kind of thing um, and, and that might be in relation to something like, uh, again, a ramp or um, rails in the bathroom, that kind of thing. And I think sometimes these sorts of things get re- refused because um, people might be worried that, that the rail's going to damage the tiles in the bathroom, but you know, generally tiles can be um, fixed, replaced, that kind of thing. So um, it's possibly unlawful to refuse those sorts of things. Um, and the other kinds of queries we get sometimes are around not just adjustments to property, but also um, being able to participate in, um, say, the committee that, that, that forms the owner's corporation. Um, so sometimes if someone um, is unwell, they may not be able to participate in person or they might need, for example, uh, breaks. Um, if they attend the meeting, they might need, um, they might ask that the meeting has some breaks um, in the middle so that they can um, rest or, or, you know, for whatever reason they need the breaks. Um, so, so yeah, th- those are the ones that I've sort of thought of that we've recently had inquiries about. Um, Shane? Yeah, thank you. So... Uh, the show and the, and HAG as an organisation also have a, a kind of advocacy and campaigning focus. So I wanted to ask you as well about, like, what, you know, it sounds like there are some, some good legal protections that, that can help people with disabilities uh, when they, you know, deal with different kinds of discrimination. But what, what needs to change? Like, what should the government be doing or what should, you know, be changing in society to make sure that disabled people uh, aren't excluded in some of the ways that you're talking about? Oh, so that's a really big question. Um, <laughs> Sorry. So, um, I, I'm not sure how long you've got. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, look, there, there, are, there are good protections in place, um, and especially in the Equal Opportunity Act. At the moment, the Disability Discrimination Act, um, it, there are some precedents, there are some cases... Um, and decisions that that affect its coverage and and how it applies. So um, we we like to refer to the Equal Opportunity Act um, when we talk about coverage under the law at the moment. Um, But apart from um, law reform to to alter the Disability Discrimination Act, um, I guess... uh, I guess at the moment, because there are some good protections under the Equal Opportunity Act, what's needed is more community awareness. So, you know, any opportunity 
we have to talk about the law, we um, we always uh, welcome because community legal education, you know, if people aren't aware of their rights, then um, they don't they don't request things that they're entitled to. Um, so that would be the first thing. But in terms of changes, um, um, I guess uh, the main thing is that the law around disability discrimination relies on individual enforcement. So, um, you know, that, that's difficult for individuals to do. Um, that's, that's why we have our service. We can help people in some instances, but um, it's, it's not always easy. And, and often um, disputes between parties settle, and so they don't create um, a precedent at a, at a court or tribunal, um, and it's not until you have a precedent that you know um, uh, it's clear sometimes what what the law means in in different circumstances. So um, I guess um, uh, at the moment education is 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 really really important, but long term, um, you know, a slightly different model for how. Um, our laws are enforced is something that you know, might be beneficial for the community. But sorry, that's a very that's a very abstract answer to your question. No, I, I think yeah. that's right. I mean, that really resonates with what we see in the housing space, where you know tenants on paper have a lot of rights; they have yeah. options to enforce them. But really, the system relies on individuals being able to enforce their own rights, which often people can't or are reluctant to do for a whole range of excellent reasons. Um, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, a similar sort of change in the enforcement model is, is something that we'd like to see as well. Um, yes. All right. So you've given, people, you've given us a lot of information about what discrimination is, what sort of things that you can help with and what sort of uh, outcomes you might be able to help people to get. So how can people find out more or, or get in touch with, with DDLS if they want more information? So we do have a website um, with um, basic information but the best thing to do is to give us a call um, and and you and if people have concerns about possibly having uh, face discrimination they're welcome to make an appointment um, appointments can usually be made within uh, one or two weeks and um, yeah and so we're very very happy to provide um, an advice appointment um, the other thing they can do if, if they're looking for, you know, detailed information online about discrimination law, they can also go to the Australian Human Rights Commission website or the Victorian Equal Opportunity and Human Rights Commission website um, because they have quite detailed information on um, discrimination law there as well. So sometimes we um, refer people to their their information service as well. Um, yeah, but people can contact us by phone um, or, or email if that's, if that's easier. Our email address is um, info at ddls.org.au. Great. And we'll put a, a link to the website in the, the notes for, for this episode in the podcast. Um, and can, okay. do you have the, the phone number that people can call you on? Yeah. So our number is 96548644. All right, and we'll give out that number again at the end of the show if people want to get a, a pen and paper ready. Um, thanks so much for talking to us today, Kerry. Is there anything else that you wanted to say? 
think I've said everything I wanted to say, Shane. Thank you. Excellent. Well, thanks very much and uh, look forward to continuing to work together in the future. Thanks. Bye. On. And we're going to hear a couple of community service announcements. Uh, you're on 3CR 855 AM. This is Hag's Raise the Roof Show, and my name is Shane. From Iran to the Americas, the Pacific to Palestine, and here in so-called Australia, people are standing up for freedom and liberation. This May Day at Melbourne State Library, join the Voice of Revolution Iran Melbourne, the Black People's Union, renegade activists, unionists and people from all over the world as we stand together in understanding that we are all in this together. A lineup of speakers and music from around the world demanding justice and celebrating our common struggles and our common humanity will be announced on the event page soon. You can find the event by searching May Day for Freedom and Liberation on Facebook. May Day for Freedom and Liberation, 5.30pm, Monday 1st of May at State Library, Victoria. A 3CR community radio supporter. Things need topping up every now and then. More tea, auntie. Thanks, bub. Including your COVID protection. If you're an adult and it's been six months since you caught COVID or had a COVID jab, you can now top up with a free COVID-19 booster. It helps keep you and your mob protected from serious illness from COVID-19. So talk to your doctor or health worker about a free COVID-19 booster or visit health.gov.au forward slash top up to find out more. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. A 3CR supporter. Uh, we're almost out of time, so I'm just going to give you some contact information and then leave you with a song. Uh, if you want to get in touch with HAG, uh, because you're an older person in Victoria with a housing issue, give us a call on 1300 765 178. That's 1300 765 178. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us about other kinds of issues, you want to get involved in some of our working groups, some of our campaigning work, things like that, uh, become a member. Give us a call on 9654 7389. That's 9654-7389. Uh, you can also check out our website, au. Uh, we're going to be updating the website soon. It's going to be a whole new HAG webpage. Won't that be exciting? Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, if you want to call the Disability Discrimination Legal Service, who we were talking to Kerry from earlier, uh, their number is 0396548644. That's 9654-8644. I guess... That's the end for this time. Uh, we'll be back. Hopefully, Fiona and I will be back with the banter that you've come to love next time. Uh, but for now, I'm going to leave you with a song. This is Jimmy Collier, and this is Rent Strike Blues. Thanks for listening. I got the rent strike. The rent strike blues. I got the rich strike. I got the rich strike blue. Landlord will fix my building. Although I have to try and move.
I got rats on the ceiling Rats on the floor Rats all around I can't stand it anymore I'm going on a red strike Gotta end these blues Everybody black and white Tired of a decent place to stay Going on a red strike Got her in these Well, I ain't about, I ain't about to move. 